Hi, it's me, Tom. Have you missed me? I've been, well, this is Pop Idol with an L-E, in case you're new here, which you probably are because there may be 10 blisters before I took a brief hiatus without warning because I have depression. A lot of other things going on in my life. But here I am, back back in the saddle, back to talk about American Idol season one, top seven, which is 70s was the theme. Um, so sorry about my little dismissal. Um, most of you follow me from my other podcast, but if you somehow found me not through that podcast, um, I'm having a bit of an issue finding a job. It's a whole big to do. Not really pertinent to what's going on here, but that's why I was gone. So anyway, here I am. Here I am sitting in my workroom and I'm going to get into the episodes. Let's just do this. Ready? Okay, here we go. So it's top seven. It's well, I like forgot how much I hated Ryan Seacrest because I hadn't been thinking about him for a couple months. But I still, in fact, hate Ryan Seacrest. So Seacrest has a button down and it's unbuttoned just a little too far. It looks like a leisure suit. And uh, they talk about this Photoshop picture of Simon looking like he auditioned the show and they're making fun of him, whatever. So Seacrest and Dunkelman both mock, mock the audience like in there and at home, saying that we're all in our underwear eating pork rinds. And then they yell at us for voting AJ off last week. Now, I don't think this rhetoric would work on like a modern day television show. Like you can't yell at your audience because we don't like that. Right? That's just what I think. Also, if you can hear the sound of a whirly fan, it's on. My fan's on. It's hot in my hot in this room, so I don't think you'll be able to hear it over the like backing music. But if you can, I apologize. So uh, the contestants are walking on the stage, and Kelly is finally not wearing something too hideous. Tamira is the real fashion faux pas in this episode because the men never get it right, but the women like it's hit or miss. Bella's hair looks really nice. Looks like she has some fresh extensions in. It wasn't this long last week. Uh, the contestants, we go to a, like a little clip and they had a photo shoot with Us Weekly. Wasn't very interesting. It wasn't like silly like the, some of the clips that they have. So let's just get into the performances. The first performer is Nikki McKibben and she performs Heartbreaker by Pat Benatar. The microphone was really far away from me. I had to pull it in. Like, I don't know what I'm doing because I haven't done it in so long. But I literally have been on my other podcast every week since I've forgotten about this one. Anyway, so um, in her intro video, Nikki does reveals that she doesn't like other people doing her makeup and wardrobe. And um, the photographer said, though, that she was easy to work with and had a certain shyness to her, even though she looked like she had a rough exterior. So this is the first time Nikki feels like authentically Nikki. It's like the song works, the look, everything's all kind of matching up. I learned how to play the bass to this version of this song because I love Nikki McKibben so much and I took guitar lessons for a while. I am not good. I will never be good. That's not true. I could try, but I don't. So 
there's a problem. Anyway, she's like, just for gay pride event, she has a crop tank top with a mesh crop long sleeved shirt over top of it. And she has on like Jinko jeans or Jinko pants, so like the wide leg pants, but over top of the pants, she has a red skirt. But it really works. And I just, I really like this performance. So that could be total bias because I listened to this, like I had from LimeWire, this version of it on my like mp3 player that wasn't an ipod because it was like pre-ipod because i was poor uh anyway so yeah i really enjoy this performance so the judges randy says that he loved the outfit and the hair and then she feels like she's more in her element and then paula says that she loves that she's taking her own path and simon says that the problem with her is that she changes from week to week guys literally you change the theme every week so calm down calm your tits and she tells Nikki that, sorry, Simon tells Nikki that she isn't good enough and that she won't win the show and that it was a copycat performance. Nikki said that she didn't even know that that song existed before she learned it for the performance. Come on, Pat Benatar. Anyway, next performer is Ryan Starr and she performs The Last Dance by Donna Summer. So in her intro video, Ryan reveals that she embodies the spirit of rock and roll and that she dresses punk rock, but not rock and roll. But the photographer says that she's beautiful and she wore a like a like a lace pink tank top to prove that she does have a softer side. Anyway, so Ryan is wearing some like homemade outfit because that's like her tea, her thing. And it's like this baby pink mini skirt with one of her like cut up tops on top. And so uh, it's just like the look isn't going with the song and I'm not saying that she has to like dress like Donna Summer but like also not this way you know what I mean I just feel like you could have done like jeans and a disco top I don't know something I know she's like trying to show who she is but then it's like the 70s had rock songs so you could totally have chosen a rock song if that's it's very confusing what Ryan is trying to do but she's also young so I just think she doesn't get it but who can be sure so I didn't feel like she was putting all of her energy into it I thought she sounded okay uh, it's it's, it was just very whatever, but someone at the end of the performance ran up and gave her flowers. So Randy said it wasn't exciting and that she's performed better. She performed it better than she actually sang it. Paula disagreed with Randy and said that she bounced back from her performance last week. And Simon says that she has to pick who she is. Um, he really makes a comment about the style of the music she wants to create. But like I said before, they really confine them to certain genres. So it's kind of hard to to do that. You know anyway so i don't know how they got to this but the hosts make a really weird penis joke that has something to do with gi joe's it's not that great but let's just move on over right along to christina christian who sings ain't no sunshine So Christina's thing is about how she's actually really going outgoing uh, in the video, but the photographer says that she's just has an elegance and you can't 
break elegance. It just is what it is. So Christina looks amazing in this black crop top and this maxi skirt with gold accent jewelry. And she has like this white thing over top of the skirt, or it might be on the skirt, but it's definitely like a, something that someone could wear today and it would have been totally chic now. So this is like Christina's show-stopping moment. She works the camera so well. So there's a moment where the camera pans in front of her from like from left to right or right to left and she doesn't break eye contact with that camera and she points to it as it turns. It's very slow and it's very sensual and I was living. So there's just like such a connection like the outfit works, the song works, she looks gorgeous, her voice sounds amazing. So it's the first time for me, personally, it's the first time on this season where it felt like we said someone who could be a true recording artist. It felt much less of like a karaoke moment. It felt much more like a grounded performance, like cover, as opposed to like karaoke. Does that make sense? Okay, anyway, moving on. Randy said that she was the most improved from last week, her vibrato, and she took the critique. Everything's much better than it was last week. Paula said that she also truly bounced back. And Simon said that this week's performance is so good. And um, he said that she had a Sade vibe, which I thought was interesting. So um, Christina goes over to the house and they say that Christina looks hot. They use that word, they say she looks hot. Problematic. Anyway, let's move on to the next performer. It is Justin Guarini, and he is singing Someday We'll All Be Free. And I don't know who that's by, but here we go. Get you down. Things are moving fast. Hold on tight, and you will listen So in Justin's photo shoot, we find out that he has lots of energy and loves to jump around. <laughs> and that's really it. These intro videos seem pretty pointless compared to like some of the last ones. Anyway, he, all the button downs and all the men this season, they have really large, large collars. And I just wonder if that was like in fashion in the 2000s, the early aughts. I can't be sure. So Justin just seems tired this week. His charisma and vocals like almost seem at half mass to me. So he's really only done like songs that he can show off his like charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent <laughs> on so far in the competition. And this one just like did nothing for him. He did not have the same stage presence or anything. So Randy said that the song did nothing for you and he's mad talented but having issues with his song choices. Paula believed that he was being more authentic and his voice was stronger tonight. And then, something that I don't remember happening at all, Justin apologized for his outburst last week, which I thought was not cute. Where he like kind of ignored the judges. He was like, I don't care what you think, what do you think? To the crowd and everyone was like, whoa! You know. Um, but it was icky, but I'm glad that he apologized. I feel a little bit better about it. And then Simon also agrees with me and said that it's not the right song, but he proved on this song that he was actually a great singer. And so now he needs to kind of mesh it all together. So when Justin goes over to sit with the hosts, 
he pretends to lick the phone number on the screen and I can only imagine how awkward that would have been if you were in the studio audience and you didn't see like the bar show up at the bottom it was very strange I can only imagine it was very strange because it wasn't that strange from where I was sitting but it was almost strange so let's move on to Kelly Clarkson who sings don't play that song So uh, Kelly, the photographer, said that she has a specific kind of classiness and she's very down to earth and that she's completely comfortable with herself. So I thought this was a bit boring. Um, she doesn't sound bad or look bad and it's her least questionable outfit so far. And because uh, she was kind of wearing like a one shoulder bell sleeved thing and she's wearing pants with like a sheer skirt over the top of it. Anyway. Uh, it, it's almost like it's if Kelly's moving around a bit too much when she's singing this song, and I found it a bit distracting. And I thought maybe this was like not the best song choice for her. I don't know. It, it, it did not feel as comfortable as the last two performances she's had in the top ten. But Randy said it was brilliant. Paula said she's the real deal. She just has such a strong sense of self. And Simon said that she has an old-fashioned charm, and that's why people connect with her. And that's why she'll be very successful. So the next contestant is... My favorite, the cutie patootie, RJ Helton, singing Superstition by Stevie Wonder. RJ's intro video was all about how he was uncomfortable wearing a tank top in his photo shoot. He was uncomfortable with his arms. He has worn a sleeveless shirt almost every week of this show. So that's confusing, RJ. But okay. So in his performance tonight, he's wearing a muscle tank top and jeans. So I don't get it. But moving on. Can't get caught up in the details. He has very nice arms. It's fine. So he is moving around the stage all kinds of sexy during this part. He's so sassy. He looks so great. Uh, he looks really comfortable on this track too. So um, he like sounds really great. And he is like, I don't know. I was having a lot of fun watching him. And I felt like the crowd was really reacting that too. Paula was out of her damn seat, living her damn life. It was so fun to watch and this is probably his most fun performance i wouldn't say it's better vocally than his uh wild card performance but it was still really great and i had a lot of fun so randy said that it was excellent and then makes another comment about his initials and how it's rj it's whole thing i'm really tired of it randy you have literally mentioned it every week you only have a few more weeks to not do it one week and i just need you to not do it one week but we'll see paula says that this is what i've been waiting for and says a lot of other things but that was really the essentially of it and this is what simon said boy band yes american idol no says the man who goes on to create one direction anyway i'm gonna move on so i think right now at this point in the competition simon's like all of the dead weight's gone we only have good people left and i want everyone to know who my favorites are <laughs> and he is not a fan of rj 
Anyway, so then there's a fun clip. It's Tamara's birthday this week, and the other contestants um, kind of trick her into leaving, and they like ice a cake, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it really happened as it played out in the clip, but it was very cute. They were all having a good time dancing. It's very cute. Speaking of Tamara and her birthday, she rounds out the show, and she sings If I Were Your Woman. Life is so In her intro video, we learned that Tamira prefers being silly over sexy and felt more genuine being silly in front of the photo, in front of the photo camera, in front of the camera. So Tamira, honey, this outfit, she is wearing uh, a crop top, bell sleeved, camouflage shirt with orange <laughs> accents as if she was really going hunting choices and the skirt matched camouflage and it had a very high slit very early 2000s anyway uh it's a choice i don't like this arrangement of the song i really like this song though so i have issues with that and that's really not her fault um i felt like her energy was low this night too it's just not it's not like it's not as i don't know there's something just not as great about it as her other performances so far in the competition and i okay so like i might be I in a future season, Saisha Mercado sings this song and she has a better arrangement of it and it's like a hundred bajillion times better than this. Not that she like sings better, but like I like the arrangement better, so it's for more it's like more dynamic than that one. Anyway, let's move on. Because the judges completely disagree with me. Randy says that she's the most consistent of all the contestants. Paula says that she just keeps on raising the bar. And Simon thinks that Tamira should be the winner based on this performance. And if she is not voted the winner, then America has failed. It's a statement. So, um, so apparently this this performance, this set of performances, I like did not agree with the judges very much. And that's normally strange. I found that I agreed with Paula the most, and that's problematic for me because we all know that maybe she's not the most reliable judge. However, we have to get to the results show. All right, so we are back. Uh, the results show is always fun to me because it's just so much more cash than the performance show. Like, everyone's in, like, just a t-shirt. It's great. Uh, so, it's announced at the very top of the show that there's going to be a group number. The very first one in American Idol history. And I'm pretty excited about it because I remember this. And a night point... Night? 9.4 million votes were cast. And... The judges are finally, they're, they're at their place. They're not on the stage anymore. Thank God we figured that out very quickly because that was bothering me a lot. And Simon is wearing a gray shirt tonight. And I don't know if that's a white shirt that accidentally got thrown in with his black shirts. Can't, or if it was just a gray Hanes t-shirt that he was rocking. Probably not Hanes. It's probably like Armani or something. Anyway, so Ryan Seacrest asked Christina what was different this week because his her performance was so much better than last week. She said that she picked the song and chose it with her heart and it spoke to her. And I think that her connection with it, she, that she thinks that her connection with it uh, created, enhanced the experience for her and everyone else. And then Ryan Dunkelman says to Star, um, Ryan Star, 
Ryan Dunkelman, Ryan star, who do you think you are as a performer? And she's like, I'm a little bit of pop, I'm a little bit of rock, I'm a little bit of this, I'm a little bit of that. So basically she doesn't really answer the question, which is her problem in the eyes of the judges and America. So the top seven sing joy to the world. And the only person you can hear, like the only distinct voice you can hear on top of all the other voices is Kelly Clarkson. I wasn't lying, was I? So, the contestants, there's a little clip of its forward focus on the contestants. Um, they asked the contestants who the messiest in the house is, and it's really, it's between Kelly or Ryan. It seems like they're both pretty messy. Ryan has a cup problem. I also have a cup problem where I just leave my cups everywhere. I can't apologize for it. It just is what I am. It's who I am. And Kelly has a clothes issue where she just she has it unpacked since they moved into the mansion, and so her clothes are just everywhere. So they get down to the nitty gritty, and we start telling who's safe and who's not. So Tamira and Kelly are safe. Nikki is in the bottom three, and whenever they said her name, she's just like, "Damn it." <laughs> which I thought was cute and endearing. Ryan Starr is also in the bottom three. RJ Helton is safe. And it came down to Christina and Justin. And this is like, I know they've done it before, but this is the first time where it feels suspenseful when they're, they, they're like, we're going to go to a commercial before we tell you who's in the bottom three. This is just very manipulative to the children. When they come back from the break, Christina is announced safe and Justin Guarini is in the bottom three. Justin Prince Charming, Charisma, Guarini is in the bottom three. The crowd goes apeshit by Beyonce. So, Seacrest asks the judges why they think this is the bottom three. Randy says that they were the worst performances of the night. Uh, Paula says that it was all, it all came down to song selection and they just didn't choose the best. And Simon says that the competition has officially begun and now everything is make or break from here on Basically, he said that everyone who's already been eliminated wasn't competition, and now the real competition has started. So Nikki is announced safe from being eliminated, and then we just have Ryan and Justin who have to wait until after another commercial break. When the commercial break comes back, Ryan, I'm sorry, Justin is announced safe. He looks relieved and like he's about to cry, and then Ryan starts crying, so I start crying, and the audience gives her a standing ovation, so I cry more, and she cries more, and then we move right into a video montage, which they played country music during her video montage, and I, we're, we're not to the point where they pick the same song every week, so it's always a little bit different, and the hosts ask the judges if they have any advice for Ryan and Randy says that she has the like, capacity to be a star she just needs to keep working on it and Simon said call me anytime I believe that you can achieve anything that you want and that you could definitely be a star so this is the, also the first time they make any of the contestants do a swan song so they start playing last dance and Ryan's like I'm crying I can't do it and so they all start singing with her and then it cuts that's it like it didn't even let her finish the whole swan song and I wonder if that's how it goes for a while before, like, you get to see the whole swan song. Can't be sure. But that wraps up the results episode. And I bet you're wondering, just like me, where's Ryan Star today?
So immediately following the show, Ryan recorded If You Really Love Me by Stevie Wonder for the compilation album. As they all do, I just want to throw all that information in. Maybe I'll play clips whenever we wrap the season up of everyone's recordings. So Ryan began working on an album immediately following the show, but had some issues with her record label RCA. So they were trying to force a pop sound on her, make her sound, as she quoted, saying Avril Lavigne. Um, So her contract, she just waited out the contract and it ended in 2005. Um, Like just like Kesha, Ryan Starr had her own issues. Not like that was a very bad reference because Kesha had some, there was more to it than just not wanting to record with the people anymore. Anyway, moving on. That was bad. Just forget it. I could edit it out, but just, we'll just leave it in so you know how terrible my train of thought is. The record contract ended in 2005 and then Star released a single called My Religion and it was an iTunes exclusive track and I remember this song went straight to number one. So it was number one on the Billboard Hot Digital Songs chart and in 2005, the Guinness book of world records said it had sold the most single downloads in itunes history so at that time a lot of people were still buying full albums and this was like when we started transitioning into just buying the tracks that we actually liked now we just stream everything weird how the music industry has changed so quickly So there was no music video for this, so I found this track on like a Smallville video compilation. And it has that girl who just was part of that group that does all the bad things. That was big. Anyway, also I went to check on iTunes to see if this track was still available, and it is not. There is nothing on iTunes from Ryan Starr. Um, she didn't even do any of like the Christmas albums that they did with. Um, she probably didn't like the sound of what they wanted her to do. So iTunes apparently offered her money after the follow-up because that would make a lot of sense. She made so much money for them and herself. Well, I don't know how much money she made, but iTunes surely made a lot of money out of it. But that never came to fruition. It was rumored that um, she also turned down another record deal with Sanctuary Records. Also because of the sound of her music, they wanted to control it. That She had to make two pop albums before she made a rock album. So the weird thing is, when you talk about this, I feel like My Religion is like a pop rock track. It's not, and what they, she doesn't have the voice for Bubblegum, but I think she has a voice more suited for R&B. It's a whole big problem. No one can figure out what Ryan Starr should be as a performer herself. Us, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, she performed, um, she appeared on a couple television shows. She did guest spots on a couple shows, uh, CSI and that 70s show. And then she also appeared on VH1's The Surreal Life. And I remember that and I watched it because she was on it. And she's also worked as a runway model. She moved around quite a bit. So in 2013, she moved to Bali, Indonesia, and then she worked in France for a little while as a model and vocalist in both places. And now she is back in LA. And right now it seems like Ryan is currently uh, basically an Instagram influencer. That's how it appears to me. And I don't mean that as a diss, that just kind of seems to be what her gig is. And uh, she has an active Instagram. You can follow her. It's she underscore is underscore Ryan. And then also she has a blog, but that hasn't been updated since 2017, November. And I did read that there are rumors of an album to begin production at the end of this year. Let's hope that's true because I think she's a very talented singer and we haven't had much from her. And I love my religion. Whenever I got to hear it and got the clip for this, I was 
living. I was singing along, all the words came right back to me because I don't think I bought it, but it was a LimeWire thing that I did, which is problematic. And now I wish I could buy it, but I can't because it's not on iTunes. Where is it, girl? Where's my religion? Um, but yeah, so fun we lost Ryan Starr, but we're going to move on to top six. Next week is my favorite week, and they only did it this one time, I believe. I don't think I ever saw them do it, but I think next week is the big band performance, and I love big band. It's my favorite, and I am so excited to get to it. So if you want to watch any of these performances, they are all linked. You can watch them on my blog for this podcast. It is popidolpodcast.wordpress.com, P-O-P-I-D-L-E podcast.wordpress.com. Or if you're a simple person like me, you can just click the link in your description box below. If you like the sound of my voice and would like to hear more of it, and you like RuPaul's Drag Race, I have a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast I co-host with my best Judy, Tiffany, called It Bears Repeating. And you can check over check it out over there. Or if you're interested in following me on any of my personal social media, I am at Home as Tom on almost every platform, including YouTube, where you can watch me put on makeup because isn't that fun? But this isn't this has been another episode of Pop Idol Podcast. I will see you again shortly, sooner rather than later. It won't be two months. Promise. Okay, bye!